0: All right, folks, howdy, we're back. Uh, this is uh, Brian and Andrew and we have a name for the podcast now. Tales from the Pits, mostly true stories and anecdotes and whatever you want to call it about uh, trials and tribulations in the barbecue world. Right, and today
1: we're going to talk a little bit about barbecue road tripping, uh, something that we're very familiar with. Uh, we've been. Doing barbecue runs together for the last uh, two, three years, and independently of each other years before that. Um, so we're going to kind of go over a few different things on, you know, some tips, some things that we've learned, uh, some things we learned the hard way, uh, just some some ideas that we have that work for us that will hopefully work for you if you're looking to put together a barbecue run with your friends or your family. Um, we love doing it It's a, it's a great opportunity to try some new barbecue,
0: hit some old spots. Um, and and see different parts of Texas. It's a great way to go out and hit you know sometimes as many as 11 in one day which was uh, a little too many I think but uh, also splitting overnight and doing 11 over two days. Great way as, as Andrew mentioned see Texas go out and experience these barbecue joints and be able to compare side by side it's a lot of fun when you can go to different regions in the same day it's a lot of driving but You get to sample the different styles of texas barbecue in the same day
1: right and that's you know that's one of my favorite things about it is you know we try to break up the monotony of just going to meat stop after meat stop Um, if we can find something in the small town you know that that has some history to it or something interesting to us or even if we can you know if we can throw in a brewery stop in between to kind of break up the day uh, we try to do a couple of different things like uh, for example i know when we went to gonzalez we went and saw the, the original come-and-take-it cannon, which uh, obviously if you're from Texas, you know the history of, of the city of Gonzales and of the cannon. Um, old courthouses, town squares, like it, just anything that gives you a little piece of that you know
0: small-town Texas charm. However, there is one that I will not recommend. Do you remember <laughs> that one? Um, yeah, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> um, yeah, Brian's
1: not a big fan of the giant uh, world's largest gingerbread that's in Smithville. Um, although I do recommend to stop in Smithville sometime, uh, Zimmer Hansel's Barbecue serves some of the best classic Texas beef sausage you're gonna find. But uh, and there's a lot of antique shops if you have someone that's into that sort of thing on your trip. Uh, but yeah, the the world's largest gingerbread very much underwhelmed Brian.
0: <laughs> you know, it's, it's a giant cardboard cutout, and you know my, my father did those things when I was younger, which is great. Uh, but I was expecting a little more and yeah I get it it's not going to be made out of gingerbread but um it was a very two-dimensional object that um it was not that large right
1: yeah we, that, was, that was kind of a buzzkill for Brian I think he was pretty excited about that
0: one but <laughs> we, we had to turn around as usual to go find it it wasn't because we missed it and I, I remember it was several blocks out of the way turn around come back and then you know there it was so.
1: which is kind of a common theme for us um though, yes, modern technology is great, GPS is great, it's only great when, number one, it works, and number two, you actually use it, so there have been many, many barbecue stops where we have literally passed up and had to U-turn back to, and um, it actually led to the name of our barbecue business that we're running now, uh, which is Double Back Barbecue, which originated from all those road trips where we would pass up the joints we were trying to get to,
0: have to double back, and, you know, so goes the name. And, and the one that uh, really cemented that was, uh, was our first visit, I think, out to Blue Moon Barbecue. Um, technically, they say it's in Hearn, Texas. It's not near Hearn, Texas. It's about 10 or 15 miles out. It's on a tiny little road, OSR, Old San Antonio Road. And, uh, you know, they, they, there's a lot of times in the old days they talk about, oh, this city's a wide spot in the road. This place isn't a wide spot in the road
1: it really is and they make they make really good barbecue too i do recommend to stop there if
0: uh if you can fit it into whatever barbecue runs and routes you're planning think first time texas monthly top 50 and well deserving of it the moon family a great family out there it's a it's a fun place to visit it's just you know hard to get to
1: it is uh, we were there last weekend and uh they had an early sellout because you know texas monthly effect you know the list effect you know was, was strong with them um but we'll, you know we're looking forward to get back there soon. But uh, let, yeah, let's dive into some of these you know tips that we've learned you know from our barbecue trips. Um, one, one of one of the things that I can't recommend enough is do do your homework before you get on the road. Like you know plan your route, find out you know what, what area you want to hit this time. Do you want to go you know do you want to go all through Austin? Because there's obviously many many very good barbecue joints within Austin city limits that you can hit. Um, or do you want to you know do the outskirts of Austin, which you know there's plenty of great barbecue to be had west of Austin, north of Austin, east
0: of Austin. You know, or you can do a Houston barbecue run, which we've done many times. And planning that is, is so critical. There's a number of things about it. Number one is obviously the opening times, but you really need to read a little bit. Go on their Twitter page or Facebook page, find out if they do sell out, when they sell out. Um, you know, I'm not going to mention my sister, but I just did. Uh, so, you know, you've got to do a little bit of planning because the most frustrating thing, and it's only happened to us a couple of times, is to show up to a place and see that sign sold out. Right. Uh, you know,
1: I think the first barbecue run we ever went on together, we had a sellout. And it's only happened once since, and that's been because we, we've planned very carefully. We, you know, we, have, we have a timeline of when we think we'll hit each stop, um, just looking at distances and how much time we think we'll spend at places. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll be the first to admit we don't stick to that timeline, you know, super strictly. If we're having a good time, you know, if there's a place that has a really interesting story, or if there's you know some you know the pitmaster is really interesting, really friendly, wants to you know wants to chat about the barbecue, you know, there's been many places we've ended up at for far longer than we planned to, and that's I mean that's fine. It's all about
0: having fun, you know,
1: getting, you know, experiencing those different barbecue joints.
0: Right, and and what we'll do is we'll have some optional ones in there. Uh, you know, we'll have the ones that we feel like are the most important to hit we'll put in a couple of other optional ones just like the breweries and if we find us running behind those are the ones that we'll just bypass and, and continue on to the ones that we really wanted to make sure we hit
1: right you know, another one of the you know the things that we've tried to stick to and again this goes down to personal preference is for the most part when we do these large runs if we're going to and let's be clear we we personally feel that a barbecue run has to be a minimum of three stops because if you know because you know some people will call a barbecue run literally going to one barbecue place to me that's lunch (laughs) you know uh so you know our our general rule is at least three stops um you know we've kind of hit a a sweet
0: spot of about five stops is where we try to keep ours these days it's a lot of food but you know it can be three barbecue joints and a brewery and a chocolate factory it can be um you know hopefully not the world's largest gingerbread man Uh, it does still rub me wrong sorry it's been years get over it and and let's be
1: let's be clear when we go on these barbecue runs we're not ordering you know three meat plates a piece at every stop we go to number one that would be way too expensive of an endeavor number two you'd run out of room after the first stop and when we go on these barbecue runs depending on how many people we have with us you know we'll literally order one slice of brisket, one rib, one link of sausage. We generally stay away from sides unless you know a particular barbecue place has you know is really known for a particular side or even a particular dessert. Um, but but for the most part, we stick to the meat because that's usually what we're after. Um, that's not to say we won't break that rule if you know if someone talks us into
0: it or if something on the menu just looks too good to pass up. Like like desserts at Miller's Smokehouse or the cake at Truth right Uh, you know those are must order items so sometimes it's difficult but you know you you do it because that's what they're famous for it's an excellent option sides are the same way Um, you know you you can't eat you can't eat meat alone you got to eat a little bit extra and Uh, yeah
1: we usually know whenever we go on these runs that there's going to be one stop that we know we're going to order a pretty good sized meal at and you know that goes down to another tip We, we bring baggies and
0: coolers with us on all these barbecue runs Gallon Ziploc bags, Sharpies, and quart Ziploc bags, because sometimes you're not going to bring a whole lot back. And a cooler. Um, you know, if you've got the ones that plug in, that's fine. But we just use ice packs. It works works well enough. You know, the meat is, for the most part, smoked and somewhat preserved. But, you know, you don't want to kill yourself or kill your friends. never a good thing. Right, and then, you know... You know, at the end of the day, you divvy it up, and you know everyone takes what they want. And we go about our, you know. Yeah, we have fought over some of the some of the leftovers from different places, and right. then the other ones are like, "No, you can have all of this yeah. from this place." I, I would say that probably happens even more often. The food we don't want to take, you know,
1: because <laughs> I mean, obviously, we we try to eat good barbecue. No one wants to have bad food, but you know, we don't just try to hit up the the famous spots that we know. We try to find new places that we haven't been. Pretty much every time. Now our you know our, our runs that you'll see us go on these next few months will probably be more towards the known places as we try to tackle the monsters top fifty list. But for the most part Hashtag Yeti. Yeah, hashtag <laughs> Yeti, <laughs> yeah, yeah. hashtag whatever the other yeah. hashtags are. Texas barbecue passport. There you go. Yeah. yeah, but but for the most part we try to find some you know, some off the wall places that no one's ever heard of and you know, once you've decided on your route, that's when you can really dig deep on, okay, I'm I know I'm going straight out I ten west. Is there any barbecue in any of these little towns that are not too far off the freeway that I can hit? You know, that's we, we actually stumbled on to Baker Boys uh, in Gonzales because of that research. Uh, we were, you know, just trying to plan a route. We knew we were going to San Antonio uh, or, the, or the San Antonio area that day. And so, you know, we started looking around little towns and Baker Boys had only been open about a month or so.
0: And I don't think we saw any reviews, so it was a, it was kind of a crapshoot, you know. Which is okay; it's a part of the fun. Right? Yeah, I think they may, maybe had one or two Yelp reviews, but I
1: mean, obviously, Yelp reviews can be completely unreliable. So, You're know, kidding. <laughs>
0: well, really. I use Yelp reviews all the time. I, I'm sure. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, I mean, as you know, especially in the world of barbecue, everybody has their own taste. So that is something to always take with a grain of salt. But you should look at it at an aggregate level. I mean, if if a barbecue joint has 300 reviews in a two-star rating, there's something wrong.
1: Right. Yeah, you, know? I mean, you, you try to weed out, you know, I mean, as a business owner, as a, as a consumer, you try to weed out the random comments of, you know, Someone, you know, there are barbecue you joints know, that get one-star reviews because they were sold out. Someone didn't even actually eat the food, and they were, you know, and they're giving them a one-star review. So, I mean, you you have to play devil's advocate and figure out what you can trust and what you can't. But it's a, you know, Yelp is an, is a good tool to find out at least what's in the area. Is there something worth checking out? Uh, like I said, that's how we found Baker Boys and it ended up being a really good stop for us. It was, you know, I, I had heard anything about them before going there. None of our barbecue friends, or, you know, that I know of had been there yet because they were so new. Uh, but we really enjoyed it. We've since been back a couple of times, and we were thrilled to see that they made the Texas Monthly Top 50 list this yeah, time.
0: Absolutely. Congratulations, Wayne Baker and the whole staff there. And, and that's kind of the thrill of the hunt. You know, I mean, I I, I won't lie, you know, as people going out and eating barbecue, you want to it's not that you want to discover a place. That's not what it's about as far as taking credit. Because the credit goes to the people that cook the damn food, not to the people that eat the food. Yeah, not, not the
1: bozo that goes in and, and stands on a chair and takes a picture of the food and eats a bite of it. At the end of the day, we're all we're doing is eating. Yeah, you know, the hard work goes into the hours and hours and hours spent tending pits and you know and,
0: and putting out product for your customers. Yeah, but absolutely, that 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 surpassing expectation—that's a that's a great feeling when you're on the trip and you know you find a place that you just was unexpected. Um, you know, and, and maybe it shouldn't be unexpected all the time, but those are those are certainly some of the pleasures. Right, and completely not secondarily
1: to the food is the people you meet along these barbecue runs. Like, we've met some great characters with some really, you know, fun stories. And, you know, we've met some barbecue history on our trips. You know, we met a guy at one, at one stop who worked at Smitty's. Well, and, Arthur, and, or, yeah. Right.
0: I, I apologize, I don't remember his last name, but Arthur, who was working at Schumenberg City Market and uh, previously worked at Kreitz and told us some some of the stories from his past which we're going to try to record as we go on more of these trips and do more podcasts but um, always interesting talking to people and getting in the back and seeing these pits some of these really old pits especially around uh, Hallettsville and LaGrange area there's some really nice older barbecue joints that uh, you don't get as much press credit and they may or may not be on the top 50 a lot of them previously were and you're not going to get this top top stellar top five brisket in the state when you go but uh, usually a lot of times if they make their own sausage that's a good one or pork steak is that little area is is great for pork steak right and that's you know that's one of the things to keep in mind when you plan these routes is the areas that you're
1: going to what do they do well i mean there, there are some places that are known for their sausage there are some places that are known for brisket some places that are known for you know all sorts of different things you know, and you just have to find out, you know, if you're going out to East Texas and Beaumont and Port Arthur and, you know, and straight out east, uh, you know, I'll be the first to tell you, do not order the brisket there. It, chances are it wasn't cooked that well, day. at your own risk. Well, <laughs> at, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I yeah. mean, that, I, but okay, I will not recommend ordering the brisket <laughs> there. Because it's not its not what they specialize in. They probably don't sell a whole heck of a lot of it. You know, there are other things that they specialize in. Same thing with, you know...
0: You well, know, Cooper's in, in Lano. you know, save the money... And make sure that you buy the pork chop there. It's one of the things that they're famous for, the big chop. Um, You know, it depends on where you go, and it always goes back to that research. But, you know, if if a place has something that's their specialty, then you certainly want to order that at least in addition to what else you're going to order, if not instead of it.
1: Right. I mean, half half the
0: time we're there,
1: you know, they've got an interesting menu and we can't decide. We'll just ask whoever we're ordering with at the counter, you know, what do you recommend? What do people like? You know, just interaction. Like I said, meeting these people is, is half the fun of it for, for us. Is you know, is to find out okay, what does this place do well? And you know, sometimes they may say they do X Y Z well. You taste it, and whoa, you know, it, it, it maybe maybe it was an off day. I mean, and that's that's the difficult thing. And we've you know, uh, I I personally have run into it before. Barbecue is a prideful thing for the people that make it, um, and, and some take criticism well, some don't. Um, you know, and it, I guess it all depends on how you phrase that criticism. Um, but to me, I'd rather, you know, personally, the barbecue that I cook, I'd rather someone be honest with me than just tell me everything's great. But it's it is something that you have to, you know, because they will ask a lot of times, especially if you go in there, you know, and you're eat, you know you're ordering the whole menu or you're ordering some crazy stuff or they see that you're you know a bunch of guys taking pictures of the food. You know they'll come over and talk to you, and they'll ask you how it is, and you know you never want to disrespect them, but it, you know you have to walk that fine line of being
0: honest. Yeah, and, and there's a lot of people that you know they may not know whether their brisket is good or bad, or whether their sausage is good or bad, because the crowd that they serve loves it, and there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, there's there's again there's different tastes, different tastes across the state, uh, but you know try to at least find some things that are good positive aspects right. don't just sit there and say your brisket sucks i mean that's that's the worst thing you could do these as andrew mentioned these people this is their livelihood this is what they do for a living and you know be nice be as honest as you can um uh, you know don't lie to them because it's, it's the, just as bad in my opinion to tell them it's great and walk away and it's really not you know there's there's places that um we've had some pretty frank discussions and what i really like is when we talk to somebody and they really actually change and you come back later and you know maybe they've changed the amount of salt which we, we've seen many times just overly salty briskets or the type of salt or um, tweaking the rubs a little bit and it's not like we're critiquing them and giving them recipes but uh, sometimes it's pretty obvious what, what they're off on
1: right and you know and obviously again going back to region and where where they're at some places can't get away with serving you know, the same type of brisket that you'll get in Big City Houston or big city Austin. You know, there are some places where you can't put large, coarse, cracked black pepper all over a brisket and have your customers like it because they may be used to a completely different style of barbecue from that town or from that joint. And, you know, they may take one bite of and say there's too much pepper and never come back. So at the end of the day, their business is coming from the people in that town, not from people like us that may come in once in a year, twice in a year. So they've got to please, you know, the area they're in. And so you have to remember those things that barbecue is a completely subjective thing, as all food is. You know, what you grew up eating or what you come to enjoy eating may not be
0: what people in that area or even that particular joint enjoys cooking uh, kind of to that point too uh, on the regional differences and the local crowds they may not be serving prime brisket they may not they may be serving a lower end brisket um, you know but on the other side of that too i was very impressed recently i went to uh, uh riverport joseph's riverport up in jefferson texas and You know, he switched over to a prime brisket. It was absolutely great. I was really surprised. Um, Again, pleasantly surprised because, you know, he made the top 50. He's made the top 50 before. But, you know, you kind of wonder in these small little town places. But uh, some people are really going the extra mile, but not everybody can and not everybody does because the local economy may not be able to afford it. So always have an open mind when you visit these places. Um, Andrew, let's talk about um, another one that we like to do is also make sure you mix in some old and new as well. Don't just go see all the new hipster places. Definitely. Um, make sure you see some of that Texas barbecue history.
1: Right, and uh, yeah, that's, that, that's a really good point. You, know, you can get burnt out on the same type of barbecue really fast. Um, yeah, well, I love many of the Austin barbecue joints, but there are many of them that are, that are pretty similar to each other in the, as far as cooking methods seasoning methods um and, and so after a while you you get you know what we refer to as brisket fatigue where you feel like you've been to five different places and had the same slice of brisket at all five places um so if you mix in some of these you know older places or these places that do things a little differently it helps break up the monotony of having you know a peppery pork rib you know a, a, a salt and pepper brisket it's you know after a while it
0: seems like you know lather rinse repeat with your barbecue and you know a lot of these places these historic places are just so much fun to visit you know louis miller of course one of the ones that's always a good stop um lockhart as well you know smitty's hey they didn't make the top 50 for the second time but you know what i still absolutely love going to smitty's the the stalactites of, of smoke on the walls um, we've we've gone there and just spent an hour just right. sitting around and absorbing the place.
1: Yeah, I mean it's it's one of those historic Texas barbecue places that you know you, you go back and you know there's the giant wood you know wood piles in the behind the restaurant that you know it's just you're you're walking into everything that barbecue used to be you know and that's you know that's not a knock on Smitty Smitty's I think does pretty much what they've always done it's just barbecue has changed over the years. To where, you know, people are using different seasoning methods, cooking methods, you know, different grades of meat, you know, and Smitty's is doing what Smitty's has always done, you know, they're, they're serving the, you know, the brisket with the table salt, because that's their style, you know, they're, they're serving, you know, their, their sausage, which I still think is a really good sausage, um, you know, but at, at the end of the day, you go there for, you know, t- almost, it, it's almost out of, you know, paying your respects to barbecue,
0: for me anyway, And and just seeing the history, you know, and understanding, I I mean, the open fires, you know, they're offset, but you can literally step in the fire and burn your foot off (laughs) there. Um, And you almost do if you come in on the backside, um, which is where most people come in off directly off of 183 rather than off of Main Street. And, And just as a simple tip, flip that around, and next time you go to Smitty's, don't come in from 183. Come around to the town Town Square, you'll see the courthouse, and you'll walk in just like they did way back when before the freeway even came through.
1: All right, yeah, you know, and, and you know, obviously, if you're in Lockhart, there's you know your, your three classic Lockhart joints, um, you know, Black's Barbecue, which is within walking distance of Smitty's,
0: Um some It's st- a fun walk too. Uh, I mean, I mean we really it's, like doing that because right, you, again, on it like a Saturday, you've got. A lot of times there's little pop-up events happening, or we've seen little uh, fairs or whatever you call those monthly events that they have. Right. Yeah, it's it's a great little town, great you know,
1: really good little slice of Texas. Um, you know, like I said, we were talking about Blacks. Um, really sad news uh, that we heard today. Uh, Edgar Black, the patriarch of the of the Blacks family, uh, passed away uh, last night. Uh, and we're you know for, we're recording this uh, on June third um, so obviously our, our sympathies to you know to his family he was you know he was a, from all, all accounts he was a great man he was a, a huge part of Texas barbecue history
0: uh, absolutely and, and, and condolences and prayers and wishes to the family um, you know the story has been that blacks was one of the first people to actually cook Brisket um, That they, they took the, one of that as one of the things that early on in there they switched over to Brisket started cooking it and the beef ribs there are something that's also always um, a place to order i mean everybody talks about louis miller and by no means should you not order a beef rib if you go to louis miller uh, but blacks is another place where i like to get those as well right they're one of the first
1: to really you know to, to really start doing the beef ribs um you know you see them pretty much everywhere these days but uh but blacks and louis miller are some of the first ones to do it um and obviously kreitz market is uh you know, I, I pr- probably wouldn't walk there from you know from the other two, but but it's a very short drive. Um, you know, again, it's you know another another great visit. Um, the, you know, the pork chop there is, is one of the better pork chops in barbecue. Um, they're one of the few joints that still do shoulder clod, which if you're not familiar with that, it's a much leaner cut of beef than uh, than brisket is. Um, but that's, you know, it's a unique option to Christ. There's not a whole lot of barbecue joints doing that. And then, the obviously, the, the classic Kreitz sausage that, you know, we, we still enjoy eating because it's just it's that great beefy bite of, you
0: know, just coarse to, sausage. To me, it's, it's a classic sausage for Texas, you know. Maybe a little Czech style, I'm not sure, but just a classic sausage to me. When I, when I eat sausage, I think of Kreitz usually, um, and, and we've ordered it quite a bit you know the building is newer I think it's 1999 when they they erected the building there uh, but it, it's still a, it I've called it before I've called it kind of like the Disneyland of barbecue because it's such a massive building the line as um, it, it loops back and forth but it's that quintessential Texas meat market style you the, the smokehouse is a separate section it is it is walled off and you go into the to the smokehouse you order your meats you pay for your meats then you come into the building that's it's all one building but it's separated there you come into the other side of the building and you order your sides and your drinks and of course what are the what are the things that's classic about Kreitz?
1: oh well there's many things classic about Kreitz. i mean the chopping block obviously you know
0: and you know what are the two things you they don't have at Kreitz that they Uh, well so
1: the sauce and the forks which is we came we came quite a Controversial topic. When they ever uh, they opened in Bryan, um, you know, up in the College Station area, the, the residents just could not wrap their head around no no utensils, no sauce. Um, they eventually had to relent at the Bryan location. They now do provide uh, sauce and they do provide utensils. But that is the uh, the classic rights. You know, no sauce needed. You know, no sauce needed. No forks needed. You,
0: yeah. with your hands yeah, which... the, your forks are at the your, your forks are at the end of your arms right yeah. Right. Yeah. And, and you know it, it is a primal experience it goes back to barbecue That uh, you know when we go on our road trips it's a lot of fun it's a very sensory experience you know you're picking up the ribs you're picking up the brisket yes your hands do get greasy make sure you wash them before you eat of course knuckleheads but you know it, it, it's a very sensory experience the smells the sights the sounds and the feel and that's part of what these barbecue road trips are about is trying to experience all of that in, in your trip.
1: Right. And like I said, there's, you know, there's so many different paths you can take. I mean, one of the great things about Texas is because it's such a big state, you can go so many different ways on a barbecue ride, depending on where you're, where you live and where you might be going from, where you might be going to. Um, if you're, if you're not from Houston, I highly recommend a Houston barbecue run. You can hit multiple of these stops in one day. Um, yeah, you know, and you and one thing that we love about Houston barbecue is there's so much variation in Houston barbecue you know, as far as styles and what these different places provide. And you know, and, you know, some one place might have great tacos, one place might have pastrami, one place might have you know great brisket, and so you know, there's different a lot of different things that you can sample and get a good feel of uh, you know the diversity that is Houston barbecue right now.
0: And to bring us back to researching before you go. Um, of course, pastrami is not sold every day at, at the restaurants that do serve it. Houston, it seems to be Thursday primarily, is, is the day. Right. Um, Regals and Tejas are serving it. I just saw that it looks like Gatlin's is serving pastrami as well.
1: Right. I don't know if that's an everyday thing for them or a special. Uh, you know, that's, that's something that, you know, obviously we'll have to look into. And if you're planning a trip there for it, you know, we'll look into
0: as well. Yeah. But so that's the research is such a key. Don't show up on the day they don't serve pastrami, and then be upset that they don't have pastrami. Right. You know? Right. Yeah. Yeah.
1: You, you kind of you know you have to you have to do your homework. Yeah. That, that's that's all it comes down to. And and like I said, you can you know, you can tackle these crazy barbecue runs. Like, I said, you know, like Brian was saying earlier, eleven stops is the most we've done in a day. I don't recommend doing eleven stops. No. Because no. <laughs> by, because by you know by the last four, you're, you pretty much feel like you're just doing it out of obligation more than anything else and more of a personal challenge but uh but it's you know it's fun it's fun to challenge yourself to try these new things and to see you know to see all these different parts of texas and like i said at the end of the day you've got to me the memories of our trips are you know are are the best part of it for me being able to look back on oh oh, that was you know remember when we had that sausage over that was great or you know remember when we tried this and i would never had that anywhere else before you know some unique you know unique bites and if we see something unique on a menu it's
0: very hard for us not to order it uh, well, we go back to baker boys the stuffed chicken legs right and that was one that we you
1: know, you see it on the menu and you're like
0: hmm. and so we asked we asked him and we talked to him about it and ordered it. it was a great bite of meat it was it was very interesting and different and unique and you know that's great you know explore and try and we're going to go on to uh, probably our last topic as we're getting towards the uh, the end of this one and it goes back to research again. So, you know, the theme of this is absolutely research, research, research. But some of the barbecue joints open early enough. How, how can you hit 11 stops when they open at 11 and they sell out by 2 or 3? Well, that's because there's different places you can go. Some open very early. Some are open very late. Um, so that's part of the planning is obviously in the logistics is figuring out which ones. Um, some of the ones that open early, Andrew, talk about a few of those that we hit Right, meat markets are a really good option. Um, a lot of these
1: old towns, the little Texas towns, will have these, you know, traditional meat markets. You know, that open sometimes as early as seven, eight o'clock in the morning. Um, Luling uh, City Market in
0: Luling uh, is the one that will open. And usually, they're called early. City Market or Meat Market, and then the right. name of the city, right? Right, um there's Luling, there's Giddings, there's a number of them that are open, and they most of those open around eight o'clock on a Saturday. Right. May not have brisket though at yeah. that time.
1: Yeah, you, you may not get the full menu at that time, but you're at least able, you know, to get, you know, and a lot of the times these meat markets, the sausage is the best thing they do and because they sell so much of it. You know, they're, you know, they've usually been doing it for years, and so and it's usually unique to that meat market too because sausage, you know, obviously is one of the easiest. Not, I not say the easiest things to do, but... Yeah, easy there, Tiger. Easily variable. <laughs> you know, as far as... You you can go to five different spots. You know, Stops and have five different sausages. You don't necessarily get that option with brisket very often. You know, so sausage is a really good opportunity to get something unique at every place you go to. Um, and not necessarily something you guys have to do if you're going for a barbecue run. We tend to skip the commercial sausages. If a place doesn't make their own sausage, we, we usually don't order it unless, unless they... Uh, you know, it's the person at the register or the owner really says, "I don't know this is a really quality sausage. I really want you to try it." But you know, we really try to go for those homemade sausages because, I mean, a lot of places have sausage made to their recipe, but um, if you're not making it every day,
0: it's it's hard to ensure that quality. And it's just it just get a wider variety of flavor. I think when it's when it's made in house, um, you know, we we've had a really good run sausage run that you had planned out starting up. Not starting, but one of our third stops, I think, was VINSEX, and kind of working ninety out towards west from Houston. Right, right, yeah. That was, you know, that was a really good run going.
1: You know, Highway ninety is a, you know, it's one of the oldest highways in Texas, if not the oldest major highway in Texas. And you know, it runs forever, and you can go from Highway ninety all the way from Beaumont. Uh, and It goes as far. It goes basically to San Antonio. You know, and you could hit a giant stretch of Texas on Highway ninety. And there's a lot of uh, a lot of interesting barbecue joints out there. Like I said Vincex and East Bernard is one of them. Um, you know, Shiner, you can hit the brewery um, yeah, on Saturdays. They are not open for brewery tours, but
0: you can go in and get free samples, which we have enjoyed. Free free samples, samples of beer. I mean, come on! And on a hot summer day, if you're doing this in the middle of summer, right? Um, you know, and we'll we'll have to talk a little bit more. I think in a future episode. I think we've actually got more than enough to talk about on on another one about road trips you know let us know what kind of road trips you guys have been on what you really see uh, anything interesting that maybe we've missed so far um, we've done we've not done it's probably easier to say that we've not really done south texas that is in our plans Um, east texas i did a little bit of one but not not a big enough run um, and then I guess North Texas would be the other right. kind of area. Yeah.
1: We, we, we haven't hit, we, have all, we've both been to Dallas and had Dallas barbecue independently, but we've never done a run together to Dallas. Um, that'll change sometime in these next few months because there are plenty of spots in Dallas that we both want to, want to get to, uh,
0: in the near future. All right. Well, folks, that's it today. Um, you know, there was road noise again. We're headed back, um, from barbecue summer camp. We really were honored, um. I mean, just you know we were asked to help out at the last minute due to a shortage um, you know it was great fun to go out there and be part of it um, that's from uh, Texas A&;M that's from food waste Texas um, special thanks to Russell Rakels, um and also uh, dr. Davy Griffin who helped us uh, got us out there and got us to do the right stuff and helped out and hopefully we didn't make too much fools of ourselves but uh, um, we'll see you out there on the road again absolutely keep eating.